Hello and welcome back. This is the third in the series of podcasts, which I am hoping will be helpful to women or men that have been newly diagnosed uh, with breast cancer. If you're new to my podcast, my name is Judy Fitzgerald. I am a 10-year breast cancer survivor. I was a teacher by profession, and so I am now retired and hoping to use my teaching skills to help others. I am not a doctor. I am just a fellow breast cancer survivor. At present, with what we call NED, no evidence of disease. And I thank God every day that I've been given this gift. And my hope is that what I have learned and what I have researched might be helpful to others. This podcast will be talking about the time between the clinical diagnosis where you have had your biopsy and it is assumed now that there is going to be further surgery, either lumpectomy or mastectomy, and you're at the point where you need to make that decision. Now, in my case, because I had bilateral breast cancer, it really wasn't much of an option, except that my surgeon was a little bit reluctant to give my right breast a mastectomy since at that point we were under the understanding that I merely had stage zero cancer or, or DCIS, uh, ductal carcinoma in situ, which means that the cancer cells were still confined to the duct and had not spread uh, from the breast. So if you have stage one breast cancer and they are suspecting at that point that there's no lymph node involvement, there is no statistical difference of survival between lumpectomy and mastectomy. It's all a matter of how extensive the cancer is and also how the patient feels about what they would like for their choice. So in my last podcast, I discussed the importance of a second opinion. Well, we're going to sort of go down that same road again because before I made my final decision to have a double mastectomy, we wanted to be sure that the right breast was not uh, salvageable. So my surgeon actually prescribed an MRI. And we discovered in the MRI that there was at least six centimeters of what we thought was only DCIS. We would learn more later in the uh, surgical pathology. But with that in mind and with the fact that I already had invasive cancer in the left breast, it was decided that a double mastectomy would be the best route in this particular case. So then the decision had to be what type of mastectomy I was going to have. Now, there are several flap surgeries. Uh, The most common and the most available one is called the deep flap, where they use your stomach muscles uh, and repurpose them to basically make you new breasts. 
I have a good friend, Terry Couty, who has an excellent website called Deep Journey, and that is spelled D-I-E-P, Journey. And she has long been a strong advocate for women choosing this type of surgery. Unfortunately, in my case, I was very petite at that point and was not eligible for that type of surgery. And so to get the, the look that would be closest to what was my norm, it was decided that we would, I would go with a implants with expanders placed in uh, during the initial mastectomy surgery. Now, the reason they put expanders in is because they need to stretch the chest muscle so that it can accommodate the implants when the final surgery is performed. So what expanders are, are they are basically implants which have um, this metal port, and you go in after surgery uh, in several weeks uh, after surgery once you've healed a bit, and they will continually expand the implants until they're at the size that you wish to maintain and have the new implants. So that was the route we decided that would be the best for me. Now, when you are going for surgery that is classified as immediate reconstruction, which is what this was, because at the time of my mastectomy, they would also be preparing my body for the final implants. And the word immediate, I must add, is a bit of a misleading term in this case because it really was going to take at least six to eight months before I was completely finished with that process. But when you are doing a surgery where it required, which requires a, not only a breast surgeon, but also a plastic surgeon, it becomes a bit more complicated for scheduling because we have to have the right amount of time on both of their schedules to, to do sort of a tag team surgery. My treatment was, and my surgery was performed at the Faulkner Hospital, which is affiliated with the Dana-Farber Breast Cancer Center. And even though my decision was made the middle of January, I could not get a surgery date until February the 9th. So after discussion with my medical team, I was given permission to go to Florida where I have a condo for a week or two to sort of get some sunshine and to rest up and prepare my body for the, the longer surgery that was going to be the mastectomy. So I went to Florida and fate intervened and there became an opening for January the 29th with my medical team. And of course, wishing to get this over with as soon as possible and to get the information I was looking for, which would be the surgical pathology, I agreed immediately to come back to Rhode Island and to have my surgery on the earlier date. So preparing for a mastectomy is a little different than other surgeries. 
when they are stretching your chest muscle, it greatly impairs your arm movements and your ability to do simple things like get dressed or get out of a chair. And so I read up on what would be the best way to prepare myself, and I purchased several uh, button-down shirts and pajamas so that I could be comfortable in those weeks and days of recovery after the mastectomy. They also provided me, through the Dana-Farber, a vest which would hold my drains. When you have a mastectomy, you'll be having drains put in, which basically will siphon off the fluid from the uh, operation area so that it doesn't build up and cause any sort of infection. These were not the pleasantest of things, which I will be talking about later, but very necessary. So a vest with pockets in it uh, is extremely helpful. So you can comfortably walk around with them. There are many sites now online which sell much more stylish and uh, appealing vests and shirts just for this purpose. The other thing that's very important is that you prepare the food staples with simple foods that are easily digested so that when you come home, you are ready to, to just heal and not have to worry about cooking or anything like that. I was quite fortunate in that my mom came and stayed with us for a week after my surgery. And my suggestion is what I craved at the time was simple soups and liquid broth that I could easily snack on because you'll be on pain medication and the pain medication should not be taken on an empty stomach to avoid you know, other nausea issues. What was also extremely helpful was anything ginger. Ginger ale, ginger tea, and saltine crackers, which would also help to, to settle my stomach. With regard to hygiene, I was not able to shower for several days until the drains were removed. And so purchasing... Uh, some kind of cleansing wipes, and also dry shampoo uh, was very refreshing because you just, obviously after surgery, anything to make you feel more normal is most helpful. Also, many people may try to help out by sending food, which is very generous and extremely helpful. But if you are comfortable with advising them that You really don't want anything or preferred anything that's spicy or would be too hard on your stomach just in case you are in the situation where you have nausea. In this time of COVID, this may not be an option for you as many people are quarantining. And while you should, while you are recuperating, you definitely would not want to get the virus at this point. So it's important that you you know, sort of keep to yourself and keep in isolation. I had my mastectomy, and now I was waiting for 
the final pathology from from the the operation. Uh, I just wanted to tell you how I made my decision and also to give you some tips on what you may need to prepare for after the surgery. As far as comfort in sleeping, I slept in a recliner, which was extremely helpful. The hardest thing, one of the hardest things for me was getting up out of bed. If you can picture that your arms are not really that usable without experiencing pain, if you're lying down, getting up can indeed be a challenge. I would put my arms on pillows and try to support them so that they would not be painful and also that the drains that were attached would not be moved and cause any discomfort. So if you have access to recliner, I highly recommend that. I also would highly recommend that you get either a pregnancy pillow or a nursing pillow since these two uh, would be very helpful in keeping your arms stable and your drains uh, in place. Uh, Let's just recap a little bit. So because of the extensive DCIS found in my right breast, and because I knew I had an invasive tumor in the left breast, I opted for a double mastectomy. I also further opted for a skin-sparing mastectomy, but not a nipple-sparing mastectomy, mainly because of the ductal cancer, since the nipples are attached to the ducts. I didn't want to take any chance that there might be some cancer left behind. I hope that you will send me questions if you have any. I appreciate your support and that you have downloaded my podcast. So in my next podcast, I'll talk about my mastectomy and the weeks that followed, and I'll try to share information with you that will help make your journey as easy as possible. In the meanwhile, stay healthy, stay safe, and God bless.